On today's episode, we take a look at the last five species of the core rulebook for Star Wars 5e. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Episode 26. Tegan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I uh, kind of get in the fall weather where I'm at, so I uh, kind of adjust to the change of season. <laughs> yes, sir, absolutely. It's been a little brisk, but uh, nice. I, fall is definitely my favorite season. Uh, you know, all the good comfort food. We're actually going to make some chili tonight and, uh, you know, great beers, things like that. So uh, I don't mind it. I love the beer, but I could I could leave the cold. Uh, fall is my favorite for the beer season. I love brown ales and a lot of the the beer that comes out. But uh, I'm a much summer person for uh, the warmth. I get you. I get you. So, all right. Uh, so, welcome everyone today. Uh, we thank everyone out there, our supporters and whatnot, that uh, follow us along for this podcast and all of our other content. Of course, you can uh, check that out at our website, DungeonJediMasters.com. And uh, you'll find links to uh, everything we put out there. Uh, this podcast, our YouTube channel, our uh, Twitch channel, Twitter channel, if you want to talk with us there. Uh, we do have an Instagram where we've been posting some custom items and NPCs and things like that. And then finally, if you'd like to support us, help host this podcast, uh, we do have a Patreon. And along with those uh, patrons, uh, they do receive exclusive content uh, for being a, a Patreon there. So uh, we do have two new Patreons we want to recognize, and that would be the Die Bendu and Sean. So thank you very much to you two and everyone else, of course, who is uh, an ongoing Patreon. We appreciate it very much. Other news for us, uh, I'm going to start a new new stream segment, uh, if you will, uh, called Chat Plays Star Wars 5e. There's actually, the first one's actually going to be uh, time of this podcast coming out uh, the previous Friday, uh, but I'm going to try and do this every Friday going forward. Uh, the Friday of this week for this podcast, we have a one shot, but after that, we're going to go back to these Chat Plays Star Wars 5e. So fun concept I've seen some other people do. Basically, I'm going to run a loose version of the game, but everyone in chat is going to have input on the character and the character's actions as we go through the adventures. So get to uh, my uh, Twitch channel there, uh, twitch.tv slash Todd Moonbounce, and uh, come help uh, along this adventure. Should be a good time. I think that's everything for us on the Dungeon Jedi Master's side. Uh, Tegan, I know we have a... Uh, there's a new... Uh, archetype out so i'll throw it over to you for that yeah so the new archetype out it's called the way of suggestion for the the counselor class uh this is a fun one uh so this is basically if you want to be able to uh manipulate minds uh kind of be able to use your counselor to better control the battlefield by just doing a lot of different crazy things uh like one of the cool things you get at uh level three is a ability called subtle control uh, it allows you to manipulate a creature's mind with nothing but a gesture so think of luca uh, as he uh, walks into jabba's palace and 
and uh, was able to uh, kind of mind trick Bib Fortuna. Uh, just kind of a cool call back to that. They actually even used uh, the Return of the Jedi Luke as the uh, the image with it as well. Uh, but basically what it allows you to do uh, is you take an action uh, and you can cause a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you to make a wisdom saving throw versus your universal force DC. Uh, so pay attention to that one. So uh, basically it allows you to use whatever your strongest force attribute, whether that be uh, charisma casting or wisdom casting so it's not locked to either side of the force. Uh, and on a failed save, you can make a creature believe or forget a single aspect of a conversation, observation, or encounter uh, that you had present with it. Uh, so this is going to be a fun one, especially for some cool RP moments, as well as some kind of creative use of uh, kind of a battlefield control. So uh, this is what I haven't uh, messed around with making a character for yet, but it definitely seems like one they could really, uh, if you want to have some fun with uh, just really kind of creating something out of the box, this would be a good archetype to use to support that. Very nice. Yeah, it sounds like a, a subclass, and archetype that you know, definitely is very on uh, theme for Star Wars, so good addition. Alright, after that, uh, we do have a couple more uh, Dungeon Jedi Master Spotlights. Uh, we've seen a couple more new ones come in, so we're going to continue to crank through these. Uh, we'd love hearing about these. Uh, so we have two more we'd like to highlight. Uh, I'll start us off with Grange75. Uh, they have been playing uh, TTRPGs for 10 plus years. Um, looks like uh, as uh, you know, a DM and player, looks like. So a good amount of experience there. Very cool. Uh, their campaign is called Chronicle of the Jackdaw. And uh, this is a bounty hunter campaign set in the Old Republic. And uh, they have a diverse cast of characters from all over the galaxy. So very cool. I think, uh, you know, going with that bounty hunter, uh, that's such an iconic aspect of uh, Star Wars. So creating a uh, campaign around that uh, would be great. Uh, they've been going for over a year so far so good uh, length of time and they have uh, three players at level seven so uh, no, again smaller party size there so uh, kind of seeing that uh, in a few of these um, and lastly uh, they don't have a streamer thing but they do this is pretty cool uh, they have an obsidian portal some of you out there might know what that is uh, I wasn't familiar with it but uh, it looked kind of like a campaign blog or or uh you know something like that uh wiki if you will and uh looked that over and it was very cool had all their information some recaps of sessions and, and things people they met so just a great way to catalog uh, what's going on in the campaign and have that as a reference so very neat so thank you grange 75 uh tegan i'll throw it over to you to our, for our next one yeah, I hadn't heard of the Obsidian thing before. That sounds pretty sweet, actually. I have to check that out myself. Uh, but the next one we've got uh, is called, his DM is named Neutron Nose. Uh, he's been DMing for about three years. Uh, he's experienced between uh, D&D 5e and then uh, Star Wars 5e as well. Uh, his campaign's name is Descent on Alderaan. Uh, basically, a little description of it. Uh, the party has fled Necronus as refugees after Operation Sender. Uh, find themselves wrapped up in the political turmoil of a brewing civil war in Onderon. Uh And kind of after they solve that, it's kind of up to them where they go next. Uh, Onderon's a fun planet to do. There's a lot of cool natural enemies you can put on that planet. Uh, so far, it's a newer campaign. They're five sessions in. Uh, they've got a, kind of a larger party, or kind of a party size of five, uh, currently at level three. Uh, and they don't stream or uh, have anything with YouTube yet. 
Very cool. Yeah. I, again, I just, I love going through these and, and hearing the descriptions of the campaign because it's just, you know, you just hear other people's ideas and what they're doing and how they're using the universe. So uh, really love this new segment. And I hope everyone out there does as well and, and enjoys hearing these other ideas also. So uh, if you haven't yet, continue to give us uh, recaps of your game and uh, we'd love to feature you. With that, uh, I think we'll get into today's episode. So today we are going to wrap up the uh, final five species from the uh, core rules of the player's handbook uh, and just kind of go over those as we've done with the um, first 10. Uh, Just talk about the species, give a little bit of uh, some of their background, maybe a little bit of an RP suggestion on uh, how their species generally is in the universe, talk about their key features and traits, and give you a few suggestions on uh, their class choices and and things like that. So uh, we have, uh, as most of them have been in the player's handbook, but uh, definitely some very iconic species in this list as well to round them out. So uh, we'll just start her off uh, with a Togruta. So Obviously, uh, you say Togruta, everyone's going to know Ahsoka Tano, probably, uh, you know, going to be the most famous one. And then after that, probably a Shakti. Uh, but uh, yeah, Togruta uh, are native from the planet Shili. Uh, and uh, I'm actually playing a Togruta in a play-by-post game. And uh, I learned a lot about the species uh, through that process. And uh you know, one thing is that they have a strong sense of unity and togetherness. Uh, so kind of that... Uh, tribe aspect uh definitely a cool species there as many of us know them uh tegan tell us about uh, the features and traits that uh, the togruta have i know the the tremor sense thing's pretty great there yep definitely uh the togruta are a great species if you never want to be surprised uh between dark vision tremor sense uh you've just got so many options for tracking even if somebody's camouflaged or invisible uh you're most likely going to get some indication as they get close to you uh, for stats, uh, they're kind of ideal if you're going to be going with the Force user class, uh, which fits with uh, Ahsoka and Sakti being uh, kind of great Jedi in their own right. Uh, their stats are uh, you're going to have plus two to wisdom, and then you can choose either a plus one or to strength or dexterity. So you can kind of pick which stat you want to favor on that side. Uh, as we mentioned, they get both dark vision as well as tremor sense out to 30 feet. So this is a great ability, especially if you're going to be hunting Mandalorians or uh, just anybody that you think is going to be pretty stealthy or have a some type of invisibility power. Uh, this is really going to be able to save the day for you. Uh, and kind of fitting along with Degruta, with them being hunters and just kind of a natural survivalist, you get the wild hunters uh proficiency which allows you to get uh, survival proficiency for free for the character uh, with these guys with those plus two in wisdom uh, if you're, especially if you're going to be playing a jedi uh, it's going to be a good fit for uh, the force using classes uh, you could do a counselor a sentinel uh, even a guardian if you wanted to uh, just because you're going to get that uh, plus two just to really kind of help push your force casting stat up higher um, also a good species for them too is monk. Uh, I've uh, seen a couple of builds where you can do the blind monk design if you wanted to, being able to rely off your tremor sense. So kind of a cool fit there as well. Uh, with skills, you can kind of go any way you like to with this one. I definitely do a lot of wisdom-based skills just to really capitalize off your stat block. Uh, perception would be the biggest one that, especially if you've already got the dark vision and tremor sense, perception is really going to allow you to capitalize off that uh, and just really good proficiency or if you can expertise in that uh we'll just really make sure that you're seeing everything that happens 
Very nice. Yeah. Uh, definitely good class there with some, uh, cool features in that sense. Uh, you know, definitely the hunting and, and the, the Montreal reception, that tremor sense, that's been huge, uh, in, in our game that, uh, I'm the Togruta there. That's, that's been helpful very much. So awesome. Uh, next on the list is, uh, everyone's favorite, uh, reptilian like species, the Trandoshan. Of course, uh, we all know, uh, Bosk as the uh, iconic Trandoshan from Star Wars, the bounty hunter Bosk. Uh, ba- uh, Trandoshans uh, come from the planet Trandosha, uh, also sometimes called uh, Dosha. And, uh, you know, actually, while we were putting some notes together for this, uh, Tegan, you mentioned the scorekeeper, something that myself wasn't too familiar with. But uh, if you want to tell us about that, that's a pretty cool concept, actually. This is actually. So a fun one if you want to kind of really dive into the RP for a character. It's kind of like it was perfect for D&D. Uh, but basically the scorekeeper is a Trandoshan goddess. Uh, but basically what she does, uh, I think they kind of think she exists like outside of time, but she keeps track of all Trandoshan hunters. Uh, so basically anytime that you do something honorable or kill a prey, especially like the more significant or more powerful the prey, uh, the more points you get. So she pretty much just keeps track of these points. Uh, and basically they kind of use this as almost like a little kind of most cast system the more points you have uh the more respected you are just kind of the more uh, the, the bigger badass you are pretty much uh but if, if you lose or defeated or dishonorable you lose points in her eyes uh so this is kind of a cool one for rp especially if you're building like a trandoshan bounty hunter or just any trandoshan fighter uh this can be just a really cool way to add some extra flavor and give some reasons behind your actions uh especially if uh, you're getting kind of a more aggressive party uh this is kind of one of the few reasons you can kind of be rp being a little bit more 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 murder hoboy with your character yeah absolutely that's an excellent uh excellent element of the trandoshan species for sure so and as you said i think it fits into the game uh very well so uh, let's get into the features and traits of these guys what uh, do they have for us Definitely. So they've uh, got some cool features. Uh, they're going to be primarily strength-based, so you're going to get the plus two to strength, plus was to wisdom, which fits because they're uh, strong and they're often trackers, hunters, bounty hunters. So this is going to give them kind of a good basis for that. Uh, there are another species, too, that gets dark vision, which just kind of helps out. So even if they're tracking a prey at night, they're not going to lose sight of them. Uh, one cool feature, which uh, could definitely be a kind of a fun table one if you can work it in at the right moment in the story uh, is they're actually able to hold their breath for 15 minutes. Uh, so it's one that's not going to pop up every day, but especially if you're doing an underwater mission or trying to hide from somebody, uh, that could be a cool way to RP that in and just kind of really give some cool flavor with the character. Uh, one of my favorite features with this uh, species though uh, is the regeneration feature because uh, they're basically lizards. Uh, but what this will allow you to do is after you take damage, uh, you can utilize your reaction to spell, uh, roll a hit die. Uh, so like if you take a hit, you can just roll that hit die and add whatever you get from that hit die plus your constitution modifier uh, back to your HP. Uh, so this is going to be a great one. Uh, we're going to touch on the class ideas later, but for any frontline tanky character, this can be a good way to keep you in the fight without having to rely too much on the healers. Uh, the other cool feature they've got uh, is a feature called Saving Face. Uh, so Trandoshans, as I mentioned with the scorekeeper, they're all big about uh, kind of maintaining that strong facade, not really showing weakness in front of their allies. 
because uh, they're just really focused on their status. Uh, so basically, what this will allow you to do is if you miss an attack roll or fail an ability check or saving throw, uh, you can gain a bonus to the equal to the number of allies you can see within 30 feet of you with a maximum of plus five. Uh, so basically, if you fail a dexterity saving throw uh, and you've got three allies next to you, you can add that plus three to that dex roll and hopefully get you over the hump. Uh, the nice thing, too, with this is it's uh, you can only use it once per short or long rest, or you get it back each short rest. So definitely something that can come in handy, uh, especially if you have a bigger party line, too. Yeah, that's a very cool trait there. Um, you know, something that's that's uh, would likely come in handy. So I, I know... Uh... You know, we've seen in our in our other game with the uh, scholar who has kind of reactions to allow that, and those little bits, you know, they definitely get you over the hump and help. So, having this as a core feature of your species is is uh, definitely nice. It's just really one of those things. A lot of times when you miss a roll, uh, it's not by too much. So this way you can just get yourself over the hump and avoid whatever that effect was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for both RP reasons as well as their stats, like Berserker is like the go-to for Trandoshans. Uh, they're cold-blooded killers uh, you can kind of focus on. And that's one thing, too, because they're more cold-blooded, but you can still flavor in that rage. Uh, this is I'm kind of going cold and deadly as they're uh, going through whatever tasks they're set up for. Uh, but their stat block is perfect for it. You can get that plus two to strength uh, and just really can build a great Berserker, especially if you use that regen feature uh, that's going to keep you standing longer and just taking more hits. Uh, Fighters also a great choice for them too. Uh, pretty much anything where you're going to be frontline, just taking blows uh, is going to fit well. Uh, you could even do a guardian too with a plus one to wisdom if you wanted to flavor uh, a Jedi guardian Trandoshan. Uh, you could definitely fit that in with the stat block. Uh, ideal skills for them. Uh, I feel like you can't pick Trandoshan without picking survival. Uh, they're natural born hunters, so almost any build with uh, a Trandoshan, I'd recommend survival and perception. Um, also athletics, too, just to kind of capitalize off their strength, because they're just kind of known as being a stronger species. Absolutely. That uh, definitely fits them to a T. So good stuff there. Good class, good features. All right, uh, moving on, we've got, uh, again, another very iconic species to Star Wars universe, the Twi'lek. Uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of examples there for Twi'leks from the from the universe. Uh, Bib Fortuna, of course, or the uh, the dancers that you see often all over the place. Um, you know, it's, uh, so the, the species, uh, they're native to Ryloth. And, um, you know, just their, their natural beauty uh, tended to get them into a situation of, uh, you know, being those uh, slavers and entertainer um, or entertainer types, things like that, being sold as slaves for that uh, for that reason. And, uh, you know, that kind of has led them into some of their um, what, what they do outside of that. Uh, I saw that they can um, because of that, they, they were able to get into places that, uh, you know, maybe Imperial units weren't or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I think just as a species, they have a wide uh, a breadth of things that they can do. Uh, of course, uh, Hera from uh, uh, Rebels, uh, you know, she was a, a great pilot there and whatnot. So, uh, you know, definitely shows that they, they have a widespread uh, to what they can offer. Uh, Tegan, tell us about the features and traits of Twi'leks. Definitely. So uh, they're going to be, uh, with their natural beauty and kind of the grace, they get the plus two to charisma, so they're going to be more charismatic species. Uh, so it definitely fits with uh, kind of their lore within the universe. 
They also get plus one to dex, so that opens up to a lot of the dex-based classes, too. Uh, this is another species with dark vision. Um, one of the nice things they get, because you often see Twi'leks being dancers, uh, so they have the elegant dancer feature, uh, which gives them performance proficiency. So kind of rewarding with that charisma, uh, kind of get you a nice skill tie-in with that as well. Uh, one of the, the cool pieces of them, too, especially if you're going to be going up against something that deals, uh, has saves based on poison or disease, uh, they have the natural antitoxin ability, uh, which gives advantage on saves against poison, disease, and resistance against poison damage. Uh, so definitely if you're going to be going up against rat ghouls or something like that, they may be dealing out diseases or poison that can definitely give you a little extra oomph there. Um, one of the nice things, too, with this class is you get the unarmed combat feature. Uh, so basically that'll allow you to uh, use a D4 uh, if you're fighting unarmed uh, and add your strength or dexterity uh, bonus to the hit. Uh, that kind of ties into that next area. So this is kind of class that could really go well with Twi'leks, depending on how you want to play them. They're pretty open with what they can do. One of the nice ones that fits really well, especially if your DM allows the overlapping features uh, variant, monks because uh, you've already got the unarmed combatant uh then you have mixed that with martial arts uh to get you a plus one to, uh, to damage just automatically so good choice there uh kind of fitting too for twilights with uh, kind of that dancer background pretty easy to flavor that with monks especially with uh, the star wars 5e system allowing you to use charisma uh, as well as wisdom for your substat for monks so great fit there other ones you can do too, uh, force users. Uh, if you're going to be playing a dark side or someone that's using the dark side of the force, that plus two to charisma is going to be fantastic for that. They could be great counselors or uh, even sentinels with that. Uh, or two, if you just want to play something that really kind of fits into the lore for Twi'leks, operatives are an ideal class for them. Uh, a lot of times they've uh, kind of grown up either from slavery or uh, just kind of just grown up a little bit poor. And a lot of times they've got that thief or spy background. Uh, and operatives are a great way to really kind of role play that out too. So definitely a cool species to get a lot of options uh for the skills uh the big thing i would focus on uh, are ones that just kind of either flavor off your charisma or dexterity uh so for twi'leks deception would be a must-have i think for them just because kind of fits in with their lore they're usually having to kind of hide their true nature and uh kind of deceive some of the people around them uh and that probably gives stealth a good role with that one too very nice yep another great species uh, from the universe and uh, lots of versatility there in the class or sorry in the species uh, when choosing your class and other things as well so all right next up uh, we have another again iconic species the good old Wookiee of course Chewy Chewbacca is going to be the first name that probably comes to everyone's mind when you think of a Wookiee uh, Wookiees hailing from Kashyyyk and uh, as we've seen from Chewbacca, you know, Wookiees in general, they greatly value honor and loyalty. So if you're building on a character with a Wookiee, you know, those things would be uh, something you'd want to consider uh, from a backstory or, or from a uh, personality standpoint. Uh, Tegan, tell us about the key features of the Wookiee. Yep. So Wookiees you've seen from Chewbacca. They're ridiculously strong, so you're for sure going to get that plus two to strength, uh, as well as a plus one to con. Uh, if you want to be able to rip a droid's arm out of its socket, you got to be pretty strong to do so. Uh, they also have uh, a natural weapons. So they've got the claws. 
this can be a cool feature depending on how you want to RP your character. Because uh, if you've uh, played KOTOR, you know that most Wookiees really don't use their claws as weapons. Uh, so this can be kind of a good, especially if your character gets desperate or kind of in the back into a situation where they just have to fight uh, they could use their claws because if they do so on Kashyyyk they're usually named I forgot it's a mad claw or a mad something they're kind of treated as they're ostracized as, uh, as using their claws for weapons versus tools uh, so that could be kind of a piece of your character's backstory if they do use those frequently uh, or just something that they consider if they're ever in a situation where they can't utilize a weapon so just some cool RP that could come from that aspect uh, they're also another one uh, that does use dark vision so uh Gives you some good opportunities with that there. Um, one of my favorite pieces with this class, too, is the hide ability. Uh, so basically, their Wookiee hides tough. Uh, so it allows them to, uh, basically, if they're unarmored or using light armor, uh, their AC is 13 plus dex. Uh, so basically allows you to just really kind of focus on that dexterity score without having to be armored or have any sub-skills to go with it. Uh, also, so if you're ever in a cold climate, too, it gives you a little bit of an advantage with that as well. Um, nice thing, too, is just seeing Wookiees are incredibly strong. So they've got the powerful build. Uh, so if you're going for carrying capacity, you can actually count yourself as a size large. Uh, so if you are using encumbrance pretty often in your game, Wookiees can be a great way to help get around that and just have the party load them up with stuff. Uh last big feature they get too is the tree climber since Kashyyyk is pretty much nothing but trees they've got to be pretty adept at uh, climbing and swinging around uh, so with this it gives them a 30 foot climbing speed uh, as well as advantage on strength saves and athletics for climbing so they'll be super proficient if you ever need to scale a building or uh, climb up a rock wall these are going to be the species to look to uh, with this too so wikis lend themselves to a number of classes Berserker is another one that just really kind of comes to mind. You see that Wookiee Rage uh, fits kind of almost perfectly with the class. Nice thing, too, with this, if you go Berserker, uh, is the hide ability will allow you to just really focus on uh, maxing out your strength and dexterity. Uh, so you won't have to worry about constitution using that unarmored defense until you're ready to do so. Uh, so just gives you some options there. So you can just really kind of uh, allow you to be a little bit more single stat dependent, depending on how you build the Wookiee out. Uh, so Berserkers are great for that. Same thing with Monks, too, depending on how you're flavoring it. Uh, the nice thing, too, is Monks typically wouldn't be a good fit for Wookiees, uh, except with the recent uh, changes to the class. There's a couple uh, vows now that allow you to use strength instead of dexterity for both uh, your attack rolls as well as your uh, uh, your unarmored defense so it kind of opens up the door for that uh, and depending on your Wookiee stance on using his claws this is another area where the overlapping features uh, will be able to really be a good benefit for the, uh, the species uh, and don't worry with the new monk berserker and operative changes we're going to have an episode on that probably the next couple weeks once uh, it gets added to the PHB where we're going to go in depth on that aspect uh, but really any frontline class berserker fighter monk uh, is going to be a perfect fit for the Wookiees uh, skills to go with with this build. You're going to want to take athletics for sure. You're going to probably be lifting, moving, grappling stuff, so you want to make sure you're decent at that. Uh, and then just really kind of fitting in with their backgrounds like Kashyyyk, they're hunters, they survive in the wild. Uh, survival's a great uh, skill to go with just to really help RP that character out. Awesome. Excellent uh, excellent species there, the Wookiees. Of course, obviously very iconic to Star Wars, so 
Uh, if you think about that, uh, think about using one of those. Hopefully, some of those suggestions help. One more for our list today, round out those core species of the player's handbook, is the Zabrak. Uh, of course, everyone knows Zabrax uh, as Darth Maul, uh, the most iconic one of those. Uh, they also have been referred to as Iridonians. Uh, Zabrax are native to Iridonia. Uh, but they uh, do have some other colony worlds. So uh, Zabrix, uh, if, if you're not directly from Iridonia, uh, you know, it might be called a Zabrak as well. So uh, Zabrax is a species. They're um, proud, strong, and confident, uh, something that I think uh, Maul and then uh, um, Savage, uh, I believe it was. I always get uh, him and um, Ventress, their names. I always get their names mixed up, but... Uh, uh, you know, definitely display those characteristics uh, as a as a Zabrak. So something to keep in mind if you're building one of them. Uh, tell us about the features and traits that you get with a Zabrak, Tegan. Yeah, so Zabraks are a very martial species. So they're uh, they get some really good strengths, just those core kind of uh, physical aspects. Uh, to start them off, they get the plus two in con, which you can never go wrong with a little bit of extra con. Uh, then they allow you to pick between strength or dexterity to get a plus one. Uh, they're often uh, they're fighters and often can be pretty intimidating, so they're giving you the coercive uh, feature, uh, which will allow you to choose either persuasion or intimidation for proficiency. I have open intimidation if you're going to go with that, depending on your build. Uh, this would be a good way just to really give them that uh, a little bit of gravitas so they make their threats. Uh, they also... Uh, to get the crafter uh, ability, which will allow them proficiency with one set of artists and implements. Uh, so this could be a good way, depending on what you want them to do. If they uh, are very focused on their armor and weapons, you can give them either armor mech or arms tech. Just a cool way to help round out the character and give you some different ideas for maybe what their background is. Um, they're also another species with dark vision, too. So uh, allows them to see in the dark in case you guys ever get into a back alley that's not well lit or whatever the situation may be you'll be able to keep track of them one of my favorite features with this class is it gets the uh, second heart ability uh, which if you drop to zero uh, you're going to go to one hp instead uh, and you can do this once per long rest so this is great if you want to stick into the fight and know you're going to probably get dropped soon the, the zabrak can be a great way to keep you in there and help uh, keep you up versus needing the healer to pick you back up uh, they're also another species, too, that gets the unarmed combatant uh, feature, uh, which gives you proficiency with unarmed strikes. Uh, so this class, uh, Zabrax are just kind of natural-born fighters, so a lot of the frontline classes are going to be perfect. Um, they're another one that would be a great fit for Berserkers. You're going to get that plus two to con, so gives you a little bit of an edge there already. Uh, fighter as well, uh, since you're going to be frontline with those stats. Uh, you can really build any a good fighter off of them as well. Uh, the other class, too, and this is another one that the monk changes would be a, a good fit for, because with monk, you get that unarmed combatant uh, if your DM is doing that uh, that feature. Uh, but the nice thing, too, is another monk new one that they came up with is there's a vow that lets you use constitution uh, as one of your core stats uh, versus, I think, it's wisdom uh, or charisma. So this could be a good way to, if you wanted a Zabraki and unarmed monk, to really just get the most out of the build. Uh for this one, uh, the, the skills are pretty open-ended. Uh, athletics, for sure, would be the big one I would take for them, though. Excellent. Great uh, great additional species as well uh, for this. And that, uh, that rounds them out. That is the 15 core species included in the player's handbook. All of them 
very recognizable to the universe. And, uh, you know, it's funny, though, that's just the tip of the iceberg uh, for species. I, I don't even know what our official number is at uh, as of right now. I, I'd say it's well over 100. They were pretty significant. I know it was before we went on break. I think we'd passed that 100 mark, and I know they've added a ton of species since then. So, yeah, definitely well over that 100 mark. For sure. So, but it's, it's awesome. You know, there's, there are so many great species out there and, and then, uh, so great transition here. Heresy, uh, from the Star Wars 5e Discord has been, uh, just awesome at, uh, all of the species that they have been, uh, churning out. Uh, a lot of them have been, uh, their design. So, uh, as a preview for next episode, uh, we will have them on with a special interview, just as we've done before, learn about their involvement with tabletops in general, and then with Star Wars 5e, and a little bit of their process in designing a species, maybe get some tips on if you want to try and homebrew your own species, you know, see what they have to offer in regards to uh, that process. Uh, I know there's a kind of a point system that uh, is used to say, all right, this feature is, you know, worth about one or two points, and then there's a a total of how many points you want to have a a good balanced species. So looking forward to that for sure. But yeah, that's about everything. You know, I was thinking that uh, we'll give you guys at the end of the episode an update as well to some of our live content. Uh, We're kind of getting up there in in what we have to offer. So if you guys are interested in that and want to check out uh, some of our actual plays that we do. So uh, this podcast is uh, coming out here the 22nd of September. Later today, uh, Tuesday the 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time will be a new session of my campaign Tempest Feud. So you can find that on my Twitch channel. And then uh, later this week on the 25th, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time will be a one-shot Friday. Tegan, you're going to be in that one uh, this Friday with a few other people uh, from the Discord and whatnot. So looking forward to that. And then uh, wrap around to Sunday the 27th uh, will be the start of a new campaign that I'm running that Tegan again you're also in Uh, that's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern time again as well and then come around to the next Tuesday the 29th new campaign for you Tegan if you want to tell us about that one definitely so this will be a new campaign uh this is uh one also todd plays in we kind of got to a natural ending point with the old campaign so it's going to be start of the new and same uh universe so the, the old player characters will still be around uh basically the campaign's title is rise of Endedu. um some of you may be familiar with darth Endedu. he played a pretty decent part in our old campaign it was one of the the big bads that got away uh so he's going to be the core focus of this campaign uh it should be pretty fun it's going to kick off on coruscant uh basically with uh Endedu announcing himself to the galaxy so that'll be a uh, tuesday the was that the 29th i think 29th, uh, yeah. so check it out uh it's uh you'll be streaming right through todd's service so you'll be able to catch it right on uh the regular twitch uh and just kind of see you there it's gonna be a fun one and i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm excited too the the first campaign was a lot of fun and it's it's nice now to we kind of sunset that and, and go back into it um and that'll be Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that one starts. So if you want to check that one out, uh, get your dinner, sit down, and enjoy some uh, Star Wars 5e there. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we got live coming up. We'll give you updates. Basically, that schedule is going to be pretty close to the same uh, every week, but we'll give you an update there. And uh, 
Otherwise, again, as always, thank you to everyone so much for your support, listeners and followers, uh, and of course, our Patreons. Check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com, and we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.